0: We're going to pick right up with where we left off. We're talking about praying in the Spirit. And the text that we're using for this week is Jude 20. By the way, Jude is the half-brother of Jesus. Uh, He's a full-blood brother to James. Both of them had the same father, Joseph, and the same mother, Mary. And uh, Jude became an apostle. And he writes and says, But you, my friends, must fortify yourselves in your most sacred faith. In other words, it's faith you already have. You already have this faith but you're strengthening yourself in it. Continue to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. He's saying when you pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, you pray with the Spirit, you are strengthening yourself in the faith you already have. You do not pray for faith. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So you can't get faith by praying for it. Now, the right kind of prayer can stimulate your faith, but it does not bring you faith that you do not have. The Holy Spirit builds faith in you when you hear the Word of Christ. All right, now let's go to the book of John chapter 14, and let's take a look at what Jesus told the disciples what the Holy Spirit would do. We'll read with verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things." Now that's important. He opens our eyes, and I'll talk about that here in just a minute. He opens our eyes to things that we've heard before in the scriptures, makes them more clear to us, gives us a a much better understanding of them as we begin to apply them. "...and he will bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I've said to you." Now Jesus said all kinds of things to the apostles, And what happened is in the book of Acts and as they continued on in their ministries... Uh, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit rather, reminded them of all the things that they had been taught. He's bringing back to them uh, what had been put in them. And that's the idea behind Jude 20. The Holy Spirit brings back to our remembrance what we have already heard. Here's what Wiest had to say. He recalls to your mind all things which I spoke to you. Uh, Berkeley translation says he will remind you of all that I have told you. Therefore, praying in the Spirit stimulates the mind's ability to operate in faith. Now, what I want to say about this is that the Holy Spirit makes applications for us and brings us into a much better understanding of how to operate in God's Word. We already know that word, but he brings us into better understanding of it. Now, I'll give you a case in point. Uh, I want to read to you uh, some scriptures in the book of Mark. Uh, I've talked about this on another podcast to some extent, not uh, to bring out the point I'm going to bring out now. But uh, it's Mark chapter 11. It's where Jesus cursed a fig tree, and Peter called to remembrance and said, Lord, look, the fig tree you cursed yesterday is dried up from the roots. Jesus, in verse 22, Mark 11, said to him, have faith in God. Literally, he said, have the faith of God. There's a difference. So it's not just me having faith in God, but I am to take God's faith. All faith comes from God. It's his. It's on loan to us. Jesus is called the author or the beginner and the finisher, the developer of our faith. So this faith that we have is his faith. Now, the Scripture says uh, in the Old Testament, the just shall live by His faith. We are making it by His faith. It's not just our faith. It is His faith first, and He has given that to us. So Jesus says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which He says... "...shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says." Verse 24, "...therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them." Now on the surface, it may sound like that these two verses are identical, but God never repeats anything uh, exactly the same twice. This is Hebrew poetry. And whenever God repeats something, He repeats it the second time slightly differently so as to give you another look. And what this is designed to do is to give us a second look of faith. And there are two operations of faith here. One is the operation of decreeing a thing, and the other is the operation of receiving a thing. And they're two different things. They're totally different. In uh, 1990, right around Christmas break, uh, my nine-year-old daughter fell on concrete uh, playing in a warehouse, uh, hide-and-seek with some kids. We had a little basketball game going on down there, and uh, so she would always love to go and play hide-and-seek with her friends. There was one of the pastors, had a couple of kids she loved to play with, and so she fell from about seven feet in the air and landed on her, uh, head and, uh, immediately cracked her skull. It was a hairline fracture. Uh, <clears throat> and I didn't realize this at the time, but she also developed a blood clot. We tried to get her immediately into the clinic that night for observation. Uh, they wouldn't receive us. Uh, they closed up. There was an ice storm. We couldn't get there before they closed. Uh, So the next morning, we went to our pediatrician, took her in our pediatrician, did an x-ray, showed the hairline fracture, uh, but uh, knew that there was something more, and so sent us to the main clinic where a CAT scan was done. When we got the CAT scan, the technician said to me, go now to the emergency room at the hospital. They'll receive you there and we went over and immediately we were after as soon as we gave them our information we were up in ICU pediatric intensive care and we had neurosurgeons immediately responding to us letting us know that our daughter was in very grave danger she had a massive blood clot on her brain now i reached out to god immediately and normally you would think your first response is prayer and it was, but it was prayer in the Spirit. I began to pray because I didn't know exactly what to ask for, so I began to pray in the Spirit. And I, I needed a very active kind of prayer. I, I did not need a prayer that was one that I would pray and then just uh, stop talking and 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 go on. I Because I needed to keep my mind occupied. The battle that I was facing at this moment in time as a parent was so serious, I needed a type of faith, I needed an operation of faith that would give me something to do to operate in while we were going through this battle. And what suited me perfectly was Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. So let me read it to you again. Uh, For verily I say to you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now that verse meant something to me then that uh, I had never known it to mean before. I saw something in it that I'd never seen before. First of all, it was very important to me that I not speak one word of doubt. Now, I had doubts. They were bombarding my mind as fast as a machine gun could shoot bullets. But I refused to give any of those doubts a place in my mouth. And consequently, Those doubts never took root in my heart because I would not let them into my mouth. I never let them come across my tongue. The whole time I said my daughter will live and not die, I say that they will evacuate the blood clot. And by the way, I didn't want to alarm my little girl. She could hear me if I was saying things like that. I didn't need to say that in her presence so that she could hear it. I didn't want to alarm my wife. I didn't want to let her know about how serious I thought this battle was. I felt like I can do this quietly with the Lord. He and I are the ones that matter here, and of course my wife mattered as well. She also was with me in this. But I learned something from this. By me not being overly dramatic about this, it kept her in a great state of faith. Later on she would say, "You know, I never thought this was that big a deal. So I had a high level of faith because I could see you being so calm in the way you responded to this. she didn't know was I was like a duck. A duck on that pond is just on the top. He, he, he looks great. He looks very calm. You can't see any movement. But if you could see under the water, you got those little feet just going like crazy. That's what was going on with me. Uh, there was a battle going on beneath the surface that was just incredibly potent. And this is what I was doing. I was saying, my daughter will live and not die. My daughter will not be affected by this uh, surgery. She will not be blind. She will not be uh, uh, handicapped mentally. There will be no seizures, no, no nothing. Uh, there, is, there won't be blindness. There won't be uh, any other thing that the doctors tell us could happen by the doing of this surgery. They're, they're going to evacuate the blood clot. We're going to do it, get it done in record time. They, they'll come out early. The, it, the surgery won't take as long as they say it will. And we're going to go home from the hospital Well, uh, all of it came to pass. But I fought a raging battle during that season. And this was important to me. Jesus didn't say, you will have whatever you believe. At that moment in time, it was hard for me to tell if I was believing or not because my feelings were so aflame. But I did know this. I knew what I was speaking And the verse says, you will have whatever you say. Now, of course, you do have to believe it. But the way that you empower that believing is by your speaking. And so three times as much emphasis. Read it yourself. The word speaking is written three times in this verse and believing only once. So I was overboard with my speaking, and it gave me great peace. As long as I would speak the word, I'd have great peace. Well, in a few hours, our daughter was through the surgery. She came out. There was uh, uh, no difficulty. We did go home from the hospital early. She never had another minute's trouble uh, after that with anything on her brain. So the point that I want to make is this. The Holy Spirit showed me how to use a verse I had never used before. And He showed me the power of speaking while you're in battle. Now there have been many other times that I've had great victories that have come simply because I prayed. Now I can tell you this, most of the time when I'm dealing with another person, I use prayer but when i'm dealing with my own family because my own personal feelings are so deeply involved i will decree during the whole battle i'll keep saying the word of god over and over again which is what jesus said do and that works better for me the holy spirit showed me the difference both of these verses, Mark eleven twenty three 23 and Mark eleven twenty four, 24, are operations of faith, but one of them is an operation of decreeing, and another is an operation of receiving. And both of them use faith. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but the point I wanted to make is this, that the Holy Spirit is our teacher when we get into grave situations, and He can take that word and make it more clear and real to you when you need it the most. We'll pick up here tomorrow. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people, so take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app